Odor controlling the net is empty. He throws it down. And in. He scores a goal. Martin Brodeur. The hockey gods are Red Wing fans too, it appears. Welcome back to Shut Your Five Hole and Listen, your not-so-average hockey podcast. I'm Muffy. And I'm Stephanie, and I'm froggy today, so I apologize, but we'll we'll do the thing. We'll power on through. <laughs> we can still talk, you know, news, the basics, and something fun. Exactly. So, should we talk about the standings? We should. We're almost getting... Since at time of recording, we are just over halfway through the season and just about heading up on the All-Star game. Yes. So it is Friday, January 19th. And the standings, I don't think they're quite as wild as the last time we recapped the standings, but there's still some interesting things. They're not as wild. Uh, The Canucks and the Bruins are still vying point for that top spot amongst the whole league. Yeah. I actually think the most surprising thing here is on in the Eastern Conference is that the Lightning are still vying for that wild card spot. They're like clinging onto it right now. Mm-hmm. They're tied with Detroit. And the Devils have dropped off significant. Well, it's a, it looks significantly when you look at the standings, but by points, they're not that far behind. But yeah. they've just been injured again and again and again. And the last time we did this, we were like, we could see the lightning dropping out of this. And since we've talked about it, it's like they heard us and they've been on fire. <laughs> well, the other thing that's important to note is that last wild card spot or even both wild card spots are going to be an insane fight because these points are yeah. so close right now. So close. The Eastern Conference is definitely tighter than the Western Conference. For sure. Right now. I mean, you've got that wild card spot. If you're looking at how they're ranked one through 10. One through eight are all separated by, like, three points. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. Shocker to no one on the Western Conference, the San Jose Sharks are still at the bottom. Womp, womp. (laughs) Uh, Chicago was at the bottom the last time we talked. That is true. That is true. (laughs) But California teams are, they're not doing as well as they have in the past. No. No, they're not. LA is clinging to that last wild card spot, but hey, anything can happen in the playoffs, so you just got to get in. It is true, and uh, LA is a prime example of that because they were the number eight seed the first time they won the cup. Well, not the first time they won the cup, but the one of the more recent times. Yeah, and another team that we have been tracking this season that we were talking about having a rocky start, and they've been on... I said that Lightning were on fire, but the Edmonton Oilers have been, I think they went now 12 game streak. Yeah, something like that. It's been crazy. And they have pushed themselves into a playoff spot now, too. So definitely a turn from when we just kept thinking, okay, this is the game that's going to get them there. This is the game they're going to start to see something. They have finally had the game that got them there. I think they are going to be good the rest of the season. Do you think, though, the Bruins are thinking to themselves, you know what? We were at the top of this league last year, and then we totally blew it in the playoffs. Maybe we'll let Vancouver have it. I mean, I say let someone else have the President's Trophy, because if you win the President's Trophy, it's very, very unlikely that you're going to win the Stanley Cup. 
Yeah, it just doesn't seem to work out. It does not. So. <laughs> it does not. Who doesn't want to see uh, Brad Marchand raise that cup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people. Just because we like the le- that little weirdo doesn't mean a lot of people do. He's so weird. <laughs> but that's why that's why we love him. Mm-hmm. Another team that I think we should flag that I feel like has kind of been like a sleeper hot streak this entire season and no one's really talking about them a lot. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, the Rangers. No one's talking about the Rangers. It is true. And consistently they c- good. Yeah, they could be cup contenders this year. They really could. They, and I know we've said it before, but I, they were pissed when the Devils beat them. Mm-hmm. So they've got some fire. Philly is surprising me. Yeah. That's wild. But there's still a lot of hockey left to play. There is still a lot and of hockey to play. Wild things happen after the All-Star break. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What's been the most surprising thing to you? Like I said, things have kind of leveled out now. So all the like shocking moments to me, we've kind of touched on before. But I'm kind of with you with Philly. I was not expecting them to jump back into the season this hot. Yeah, it's impressive. And you know who else people haven't been talking about? The Florida Panthers. That is also true. They were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year. They're in second in the Atlantic right now, but we're not really talking about them either. That is also true. And they have arguably one of the best goaltenders in the league right mm-hmm. now. So gotta love Bob. Yep. Bob, your dad and Bobrovsky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Panthers, you're right. No one's talking about the Panthers. Great thing. What else do we got in terms of news going well, on, Muffy? Lots of people are talking about the Anaheim Ducks. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. And Philly, and, to be honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> with the Ducks uh, in Philly, moments after we finished recording episode seven, we got push notifications of a pretty wild trade. Stephanie, what happened? Yeah, so literally right after we stop recording, we get a push notification, as Muffy literally just said, that Jamie Drysdale was traded to Philly and the Ducks acquired Cutter Gutier and I believe a, a draft pick mm-hmm. and everyone went bananas. Yeah. Rumor has it Cutter did not want to play for John Tortorella, had no intention of ever playing in Philly, which is so... Crazy to me. Like, I guess I'm not a phenomenal athlete with such choices, but I feel like... Don't bite the hand that feeds you? Yeah. Like, I feel like that never goes well. No. (laughs) Though Drysdale seems to be having a time in Philly right now. He does, but I will say, I'm shocked that that trade happened, but I did not see Drysdale being the person... That a fledgling ducks would right let go. Like I in my head, he was part of the rebuild. Mm-hmm. So total sidebar. It was recently pointed out to me that the D in the post Mighty Ducks logo is a little webbed duck foot. You didn't know that, and I've never, I didn't notice it before, and now it's all I can see. That's the whole like thing of the ducks. It's it's a duck's foot. I just thought it was just a really ugly D. No, I no, didn't. It's a web foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yep. I just learned that like a week ago. So <laughs> there you go. There 
learn something new every day. Yeah, it's fine. Learn something new every day. But yeah, I don't know. I definitely saw Drysdale part of their rebuild. Right. Well, I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. I know. I'm with you on that. And I also, there were rumors before Trevor Zegris got injured and was put on IR that he could be on the trading blocks too. And I'm like, why? Why? What are you trying to do well, for this rebuild? And it's interesting because we're going to talk what people are already starting to speculate about trade yeah. deadline. And maybe let's, let's just dive into, into it right now. Zegris is on that list too. So I have no idea what the Ducks are doing. But is, are, are, is he really a good trade if he's hurt? You don't know how long he's going to be out with what a broken ankle, foot, something like that. Something like that, but it could be one of those things like if someone's on long-term IR that doesn't cut into your cap. That is true. And if you're banking on a playoff run and that he's going to get better right before the playoffs, which, sidebar, that's what happened with Nikita Kucherov when the Lightning <laughs> won the last cup and Dougie Hamilton got all cranky about it and now the Devils are contemplating doing the same thing with Dougie Hamilton and I will pee my pants if that situation happens to Mr. Dougie. Um. But I don't know what the Ducks are doing. I thought with Zegras, even though he's hurt now with uh, getting Kalorn in the offseason mm-hmm. and Drysdale, I thought that was like, that was the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was going to turn this ship around. So the fact that they got rid of Drysdale, rumors are still going around about Zegras, even though he's hurt. It's wild to me. It is. Wild. Some of the other big names that are Floating around on suspected what's going to – will they, won't they? What's going to happen with the trade deadline? Tarasenko, once again, name coming up. Mm-hmm. That man seemingly cannot find a home. No. He's so good. <laughs> and yet every year his name comes up as either he doesn't want to be where he is, the team doesn't want him. Mm-hmm. It's really strange It is strange. Super strange. Yeah. Our friend Pat Maroon, he's another one that the Wild are talking, or well, that's being talked about for the Wild. Pat Maroon, I feel like, is, he doesn't cost a lot of money. Mm-mm. He's a great guy, hard worker, mm-hmm. lights up a locker room. I don't know why you get rid of him. Was on three, st- three. three Stanley Cup winning teams in a row. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. The Pat trick. Patrick, yes, that is that is true. Another name also on the Ducks that's been floating around is Adam Henrique, who great forward. He was part of that stand, the Devils' last Stanley Cup mm-hmm. run in 2012 when they lost to the Kings. Sure, he's still relatively young. He's still really good, but again, what are the Ducks doing? Why is every good player on their team floating around? I know, crazy. I know, and the other one. That shocks me that's on this list from The Athletic. Mark andre Fleury. If you look at it as like a quick situation from last year, because mm-hmm. Fleury said like he's on his way out and you just need a solid goalie. Uh, and now the second winningest goalie mm-hmm. of all time behind Martin Brodeur. I guess why wouldn't you want him? It surprises me that the Wild would be like, yeah, OK, we'll get we'll, you know, do that. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one too. Another name on this list that I actually was like, hmm, maybe the Lightning might want to snatch you back up is Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. He would actually help the Lightning. He would. <laughs> I would love to see Tyler Johnson come back to the Lightning. Yeah. Lots of names on here. Mm-hmm. So we'll keep you posted on that. But those are just some of the names that piqued our interest that were 
floating around there as some of the top names that could be moving around come trade deadline. And I would say after the playoffs themselves, the trade deadline is probably the most exciting part of a hockey season It is because that (laughs) final day, like I think I sit there with my Twitter feed up all day long just waiting to see what happens next because those last minute trades that come in are wild. I feel like in terms of excitement for me, it's like playoffs as a whole, trade deadline, and then the day unrestricted (laughs) free agency opens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, speaking of unrestricted free agents, we've talked a lot about Corey Perry this season because there's been a lot of drama around Corey Perry. Drama. (laughs) But now he had a meeting with Gary Bettman in the NHL and he's been cleared to return to the NHL and is an unrestricted free agent and could go anywhere. Someone could pick him up again. I'm die. Everyone's still dying to know what happens, Mm -hmm. but we obviously know it wasn't anything like illegal. Right. Corey Perry could be a total wild card for any of these teams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And where would you like to see Corey Perry go? It's oh, a great question. I mean, I'd kind of like to see him come back to the Lightning, but I don't think the Lightning would ever do that. No, I, I think they chose their choice by getting rid of their old men, and they're not going to bring their old men no. back, even though their old men were the soul of their team. Yeah. Let's see. What teams could really use someone that gets up in the crease like that? Because you know it's somebody who's got to be like fighting for that last playoff spot. It's one of those wild card people that could really use someone like him. It's true. But wouldn't you like to see the hot Kachuk and Corey Perry (laughs) play together since hot Kachuk said he styled his play off of Corey Perry? Then that is true. And you have one on each line and then you're really dangerous in front of the net. You'd, it'd be scrappy as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it might keep Florida but up in that uh, second place spot. It might. I mean, and if it's not Florida, you're right. It's probably one of those cuspy wildcard teams, which honestly could be the Lightning. But as we've stated, we don't think they'd do it. Would you like to see more Detroit? How do you think that would go? I don't think that's really what's needed in Detroit right now. Probably I not. feel like they've got a good mesh of players. That I don't know if he would be the right fit from a locker room standpoint. That's not even saying whatever he did that the Blackhawks dropped him from. I just, right. overarching personality and play style, I don't feel like fits with the current Red Wings. That's fair. What about Jersey? I actually was thinking about that. I was like, that could be good, especially since everyone keeps getting hurt. Mm-hmm. The sad thing with Jersey is if that team can stay hurt, not can stay hurt, can stay healthy, they will be fire. Yeah. They just cannot stay Healthy. Yeah. So it might not be a bad pickup for them. He's not going to cost a lot of money. And with it being such a young team and they are a feisty team, it could work. Mm-hmm. But whereas Pat Maroon won three Stanley Cups in a row, Corey <laughs> Perry was on the opposite side of that three yeah, years ago. He sure row. was. And then when he was on the Lightning, finally got that cup. When he was on the Lightning and we went to our third cup, then we lost the cup the year Corey Perry was on the team. So we should. No one, you could pick up Corey Perry, but at your own peril and not for what he did in that locker room. (laughs) Anyway, that's our hot goss on Corey Perry and some wild speculation of our own fantasy (laughs) placements. (laughs) Well, before we close out the news segment, we should probably talk about some of the TV deals going around and how we're actually able to watch the NHL and how we may be watching the NHL in the future. Yes, yes, yes. 
So you were actually the one who told me this to start with when we were at the New Year's Eve game because somehow I had missed that Bally Sports and their parent organization, Diamond Sports, had filed for bankruptcy and we were at risk of losing our sports channels. Yeah, it was actually an article I saw in the Tampa Bay Times of all places. I say that of all places. It's actually like a top paper in Mm -hmm. the country. It's fine. They're good. I had a story about how Diamond Sports was filing for bankruptcy and that unbeknownst to most of us, that after the first of the year, there were 11 NHL teams, 15 NBA teams, and 11 baseball teams who were all in peril of not being able to see their local sports team on broadcast. Baseball might not affect so much since they're currently in the offseason, but Hockey and basketball height are of their in the season. thick of it right now. And both <laughs> leagues have, outside of baseball, the longest seasons. Mm-hmm. So it was going to affect a lot of people. But they came to some preliminary deals individually with each team on how much Bally was going to pay them. Because, you know, there's that whole, like, they get money to broadcast it but because of the rights. But then they give teams money. It's a whole... You can look it up. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But they came to agreement with most of the teams that they could still at least broadcast. It was an open question what was going to happen after the season. They're trying to figure it out. Gary Bettman, in one of the only things he's ever said that I was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> was like, if there wasn't going to be a deal, they were prepared to have all of those t- local broadcasts broadcast on ESPN and ESPN Plus without any blackouts. Um, So people could still watch the game. Which is good of them. It is good of them because they're trying to – they also don't want to lose any momentum they've had of the sport growing. And I feel like more and more people are getting into hockey. You're seeing more football players go watch hockey games, more basketball players go watch hockey games. Like hockey is having a moment and not just – This is literally one of my favorite things that the Arizona Coyotes have been doing on their social channels is bringing in the players from other professional teams to watch a hockey game and like filming their commentary because it's hysterical. It's amazing. It's some of my favorite social content. The ones who haven't seen a game Uh before, it's fantastic. It's because it's wild. Hockey is, if you've never seen it live, it is wild. TV does not do it justice. But if you are not at a game, you have to watch it on TV. Mm Mm-hmm. You need somewhere to watch it. Mm -hmm. So, Muffy, how did you feel thinking that you might lose watching your hockey, your local team play on the TV? Well, I've already lost that because uh, YouTube TV does not carry Bally Sports, and it has been a complaint of mine of YouTube TV. So, yeah, I watch a lot more Red Wings than I do Lightning because I can watch the Red Wings on ESPN Plus without blackouts. To be fair, I have Bally Sports, and the app hasn't been working well, I guess, because of bankruptcy, so... Yeah, and then I finally got it to work last night, and uh, the game was on ESPN. So anyway, well, you know. but all that good stuff. But it does seem like an interesting partner is coming in to invest in Diamond Sports as part of this restructure, and that is Amazon. Amazon, of all people, which means... It is very likely that next season the local games will be broadcasted on Amazon Prime. Which is wild Mm -hmm. to me. 
And here's what I want to know. Is this going to be like a we're going to now upcharge people that if you want the local sports package, you now have to pay another, you know, $3.99 a month or whatever for your Prime membership? Or is they are they really just going to package this in and be like, we're doing a good thing because it's Amazon? Well, and I don't know. And I, and I think, you know, the one thing on linear TV that people still watch consistently is sports. And I think mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot of really upset people if they can't just turn on their TV and watch a game. If the Kansas City Chiefs playoff game is any indication of that, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry we're derailing into football for a moment, but... I derail into baseball all the time. <laughs> it circles back into broadcast deals for a moment. NBC Universal paid nearly $100 million to have the Kansas City Chiefs-Miami Dolphins game broadcasted exclusively on Peacock. Do you know how many people actually have the streaming service Peacock? I only Not watched the game on Peacock because my parents have a subscription to Peacock through their cable company. And that's a big game to broadcast exclusively on streaming. And they're making a bet that people would sign up for it and then keep it. Mm-hmm. And there are too many streaming services. I don't I don't foresee this going the way Amazon might think it's going to go. I will say Amazon probably or, has a better chance because so many people have Prime memberships just for the shipping conveniences and everything, and this comes along with it. So you're going to have some people who are already built into it. True. Or I could also say if it's part of a restructure, keeping the the Bally Sports, you know, maybe calling it something different as broadcast mm-hmm. TV channels, mm-hmm. because all of these Bally markets have been different named broadcast channels. True. And it functions like ESPN and ESPN Plus, where there are some games that are on ESPN broadcast linear TV and some that are ex- ESPN Plus exclusives. Mm-hmm. So something to watch, but it's important. Because it's not, it's a lot of teams. It's a third of the teams. Keep you posted. We will. And with that, we will close out period one. And we are back for period two. And today we are talking about one of the things, one of the rules that I find to be Horseshit. I am just looking at our outline and just noticed you wrote a very stupid thing next to what is the trapezoid? <laughs> so the PWHL does not have the trapezoid, which is a common thing in the NHL that is mainly for the goaltender to restrict his movement when trying to play the puck. And Stephanie. Please share why uh, you hate this thing. Why I think it's horseshit. Mm -hmm. So the trapezoid is also affectionately or not so affectionately called the Brodeur rule (laughs) because it was introduced at the height of Martin Brodeur's supremacy as the greatest goaltender in the world. And it's funny because now when you watch a game, it is not uncommon for a goalie to handle the puck as well as anyone else on the ice. Mm -hmm. And before the trapezoid, the goalie could go literally anywhere behind that net. 
and they could play the puck. And this rule was introduced to decrease where they were allowed to go. So they're not allowed to go in the corners anymore. Mm -hmm. They wanted to tamp down on the goalie's ability to act as a third defenseman. And allegedly, it's supposed to promote puck movement by restricting someone's puck movement. (laughs) (laughs) And create more offensive plays, which again, you're restricting someone's movement to create offensive plays. So it literally was created to restrict one goaltender who was very, very good at handling the puck from going into the corner he also was really good at doing a nice little thing where he would flip it up and he would get it to roll right along the top of the boards on the glass but never go out, which was very impressive. Fancy. You can tell I'm a devil's fan of a certain time. But this is also why I think it's dumb, not just because it was introduced to hinder my Marty Brodor, <laughs> but if the goalie wants to go in the corner and get stuck there and leave the net wide open, why? Why would you stop that? Well, we I mean, we saw that with the weirdest goal of all time. So <laughs> <laughs> poor JJ was out in the it corner makes, and just hanging out. No sense. And so then what's actually happened is goalies now, they are they are better puck handlers. I mean, Marty was still a great puck handler, but I feel like most goalies now are better. Mm-hmm. They've learned how to work around this stupid little restriction. And a lot of them now, instead of going to the corners, they come like way further out to the blue line, which also, I'm sorry, opens them up to be like hit. Because here's the thing, in the crease, don't touch the goalie. And I know you're not technically supposed to touch the goalie anytime, but if you're not in the crease, oh well, if the goalie gets hit. It's true, you're fair game at that point. You're fair game. So it's a really stupid role to me. Tell us how you really feel. If anyone else has an argument of why this is a good rule, please, I will listen. But I don't understand it. It's dumb. Well, and what I think is interesting <laughs> is there are some minor leagues that don't use it. I don't know if college hockey uses it. I'll be honest. I don't remember our rink at Adrian having the trapezoid, but that doesn't mean it didn't. And there wasn't that kind of rule. But it's not yeah. consistent among leagues. No, it's not. It's dumb. So... In addition to hashtag retired 25, I'm going to start hashtag ditch the trapezoid. I like it. It's dumb, but now you know how it works. It's true. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your insights, Stephanie, and (laughs) sharing your passionate plea of getting rid of the trapezoid. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me rant for three minutes and take over your segment. Hey, anytime (laughs) you want. This was one I knew you had to do because you have very strong feelings about the trapezoid. I don't. I have have very strong feelings about it. It's very dumb. (laughs) It's there. It's not uh, whatever. Anyway. All right. We'll be right back. Period two. Okay, we are back for period three, and we are doing something that I think will be fun. I think it'll be fun, too. We are going to rate our top three favorite hockey movies or TV shows. I have a hard time calling this our top three because I don't know if I can pick a top three. I have like a list of like 10, and I'm going to talk about three that I really like, but I reserve the right to change my mind and do this segment again in the future and come up with three more. That's fair. That's fair. So with that in mind, you want to kick us off with your number three? Sure. And I stuck to strictly movies this time around. Okay. I have a TV show. Okay, great. 
And the first one, I will say, I don't know if it really is a top three favorite movie, but I have to talk about it because we've just come out of Hallmark Christmas movie season, and this is mm, a Hallmark movie. I know movie. exactly what you're talking about, and I almost picked it, but I didn't. Did you really? <laughs> I don't know if you did, because this isn't a Christmas movie. I said I almost did, okay. but maybe what, I'm thinking of something different. Okay. Go, go ahead. Go so ahead. Hallmark had a hockey-themed movie that came out in 2021 called Taking a Shot at Love. Yes, I almost picked this. Really? <laughs> that surprises I thought it was ridiculous. Me. I didn't like it, but like I hate watched it and it was like, I, then I got into it. Okay. Anyway, continue. So anyways, this movie is about a NHL player who has an injury and he has to recover from it. So he gets demoted to the minor leagues and he has to go to a ballet for therapy. And obviously, standard Hallmark movie, he falls mm -hmm, in love with mm -hmm. his ballet instructor. He gives her a chance at love again, and he learns that hockey doesn't have to be his entire life and blah, 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 blah. But part of the reason I picked this one is because I want to know how much money the New York Rangers spent on being part of this movie because the whole thing is that he is a New York Rangers player. They have New York Rangers branding everywhere. You never see him without a Rangers hat or coat or something on. And I just thought this was hysterical. Mm. But at the same time, I love the creativity of the New York Rangers marketing department because this to me feels like we want to tap into a new audience. We want to hit that yep. millennial mom. Let's do a Hallmark movie. Yes. And that's part of the reason I put it I on agree. my list. <laughs> I think that's a good bet. But I also would wonder, though, if that was the Rangers or the NHL and, you know, New York and romance. True. It's true. Either way. I mean, the movie takes place in Connecticut, though. Yeah, but the PWHL New York team plays in Connecticut, so. It's true. So, and if anybody wants to watch this movie, set a calendar reminder or set your DVR for February 22nd at 2 a.m. Eastern time, because according to the Hallmark website, that's when it will be on again. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> so, my number three is a TV show. It is the unlikeliest of spinoffs. If you watch Letterkenny, you know what I'm about to say. I'm obsessed with Shorzy. <laughs> if you like good, nasty gross chirping you like surprisingly good hockey and you just like a fun comedy show that puts women in charge of a very minor hockey team you will love this show there is love there is fighting there is crude jokes but they are very funny i highly recommend it they're quick they're short there's like 12 total episodes of two seasons but it tugs at your heartstrings First, they're their underdog. Then they're not the underdog. And the whole premise is that this guy, Shorzy, who, if you watch Letterkenny, literally you never see his face. He's the guy in the hockey locker room that you just hear him and he's chirping and he says real nasty things. And he likes to <laughs> take a poop in between periods. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought this would be like the Frasier spinoff of Cheers. It's totally random. But it works so well. It's everything I love about hockey. And I love that half of the actors played hockey in some professional level. It's fabulous. Yes. 10 out of 10. You've told me about it many it. a times, and I still have not watched it yet. It is on my list. My father and I, my father actually found it, but it's funny. Okay. I recommend. 10 out of I 10. Enjoy it. 10 out of 10. No notes. <laughs> 
All right. My number two is actually a documentary, and it is The Russian Five. Obviously, tugs on those, um, you know, Detroit heartstrings. I watched it on the plane back when you and I were both working for Feld, and I was traveling for some sort of media training with Disney on Ice. And Mm -hmm. the plane is where I catch up on most movies. Yes, I watched this. It was fascinating because obviously I grew up in the time watching The Russian Five, but didn't totally know the backstory. And Mm -hmm. I honestly still don't know the backstory. Well, it was the GM was totally crazy for drafting anyone from Russia because they're like, you're never going to get them out of Russia. That's not a thing. And they sent a reporter to Russia with the letter saying you've been drafted by the NHL, by the Detroit Red Wings, Mm -hmm. because it was like the only sneaky way they could get in there. And then as that worked and they kind of continued to build it up, they were able to bring more and more Russian players over. It's wildly fascinating and it totally paints like that 90s era of Detroit hockey being so dominant. Ugh, I love it. Mm -hmm. So my number two is probably super obvious. But it was probably also what, like, really solidified me as an uber hockey fan as a child. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes, I am picking the Mighty Ducks. Oh, I actually <laughs> thought you were going to say Miracle on Ice. Well, we haven't gotten to my number one choice yet. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. The Mighty Spoiler Ducks is alert. a very good choice, though. Love me some Mighty Ducks. I do also had a feeling that we would be doing this segment again, much like defunct teams. And I felt like we couldn't do it without the Mighty Ducks. I don't know if you picked the Mighty Ducks, but I love the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are amazing. Have you watched the so Mighty good. Ducks Game Changers, the TV series I, that came out on Disney Plus? See, I have not. And you've been telling me to watch the Mighty Ducks Game Changers as long as I've been telling you to watch Shorzy. So we'll each have to do that. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a deal. So, Muffy, we've talked about your number three. We've talked about your number two. What is your number one for this edition of Hockey TV Shows and Movies? So, my my last one is The Cutting Edge. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yes. And this one definitely plays into the fact that I was a figure skater, so big fan of the movie growing up. But it's about figure skater and a former hockey player who come together to be a figure skating pairs team to compete at the Olympics. Hysterical. But it also does help paint the picture between like figure skating and ice hockey and like the totally different skates. Everyone remembers the iconic line of Topic. <laughs> Because he keeps falling down. It's a silly movie, but it's very well done at the same time. And I don't know. It's a lot of fun. It's one of those older movies. It's a feel good Exactly. I enjoyed it. I watched it. And I also remember thinking to myself, God, why can't I do any kind of skating? Okay. To be fair, it wasn't that I couldn't skate. It was that I couldn't stop no matter how hard my dad tried to teach me. (laughs) (laughs) So I played softball. I'm sorry. Find our things, Stephanie. We all find our (laughs) things. We all find our things. We all find our things. And then I would play shortstop and dive for balls and pretend I was a hockey goalie. And my high school coach would be like, you have to stop pretending you're Brodor. (laughs) And I was like, why? And he's like, because I would like you to turn a double play. And I'm like, but that's not as much fun. He's like, it is to end the inning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn it. So we alluded to my number one. I am a sucker for a good sports movie. I don't even have to like the sport. But if it tugs on my heartstrings, 
if it is the underdog winning, overcoming things. Miracle is just like the perfect sports movie to me. It is. We all know it's going to happen. We all know. It's a true story. We do. But what I, because again, <laughs> this was before I was born that it happened. Same. <laughs> yes, before we were born. I have always heard about the U.S. beating the Russians. I didn't realize that wasn't the gold medal game. And they still had another game. I didn't to play. either. So that was the twist <laughs> for me when watching the movie was like, oh yeah, they didn't actually win at that point. No, I will say that too. I didn't realize I thought they beat the Russians to win the gold medal. I didn't realize they beat the Russians and then still had to play games. Mm-hmm. But oh god, it's a it's it is the a phenomenal perfect movie. sports movie. And I did not pick it for my list because I Figured you were picking it for your oh list. My God, I went, I went super obvious. I don't know why, but I, again, you know me. I love a goaltender moment, and they had a really great Jim Craig storyline in it. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first edition of hockey movies and TV. You know what's funny? I didn't pick any of the rom coms because I thought you would pick them. <laughs> we know each other so well. <laughs> I have one other so, up my go. sleeve that I was going to pick, and then I was like, these are basically all the same movies if I do that. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. That's why we're going to do another edition. Exactly. So, you know, sometime either this season of The Pod or next season, you'll get another defunct teams, and you'll get more hockey movies. And, of course, we will link to all of these mm-hmm. wonderful bits of entertainment. Absolutely. All right. I think it's time to close it out. It is time to close it out. Muffy, where can the people find us? Well, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and Pinterest. You can find us by searching for Five Hole Podcast or on Twitter, Five Hole underscore pod, because, you know, somebody else already had the other handle. Rude. So rude. We would also really appreciate it if you rated us, reviewed us, and subscribed. It does help people Find the pod, and it's all about people finding the pod, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, just share it with your friends. It's good times. And follow us. Follow us on those things. Yes. We got good content. It's a good time. So, yes. we'll And we later. appreciate all of our current followers who are sharing our content. You are helping us spread the word. Exactly. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye.